0: looking at Ephesians 4, it's a verse which is on uh, Diego's prayer card, he asked me to to preach on this verse, Uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, Most of you probably don't know, Diego used to run a gym in Ecuador. (laughs) He's continued to exercise here in Australia, he works out on the weights at SMBC, and there's the bike riding. Although my guess is that's probably more out of necessity than for exercise, since he doesn't have a car. But the funny thing is, in a sense, Diego plans to keep bodybuilding back in Ecuador. Although it will be a different sort of body that he's building. You see, Ephesians 4 is all about a healthy body. It describes the Christian church as a body, the group of believers. Four times in chapter 4 alone... uh, Verses 4, 12, 16 and 25, the church is a body. uh, And Christians are commanded to build up the body. Like in verse 12, pastors and teachers are to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ can be built up. Or verse 16, the whole body grows and builds itself up as each part does its work. And that's the goal Diego's got for the church in Ecuador. To build it up. So we're going to spend a few moments looking at this picture of a healthy body so we'll know how to build it up. But also to encourage and inspire us to lift our gaze, to raise our expectation, to fuel our passion for Jesus' church. Uh, Deepen our desire and our love for Jesus. Uh, Jesus, who's the head and the power and the source and the goal of all that bodybuilding. So let's begin. Verse 1, Paul urges the Ephesian church, look at it with me, to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Now I think that's kind of interesting uh, because one of the traditional questions asked of missionary applicants is whether they have a calling, whether God has specifically called them to mission work. Now, maybe starting a, a bit of a uh, debate here, but I can't find that really anywhere in the Bible. But what I can find is that God has called every Christian. Uh, chapter 1, verse 18 of Ephesians, Paul prays that his readers would know the hope to which God has called them. That's everybody. Or chapter 4, verse 4, today's chapter says, there is one body and one spirit, just as you all, your we called to one hope when you were called. That's all of us. God has called all of us to the Christian life, specifically to one hope. That's the aspect of the Christian life Paul wants to emphasise here in Ephesians. The one hope, the unity, the one body. They're in verse 4, called to one hope. Specifically he's thinking of Jew and Gentile are united in one body. That's the calling that we're to focus on. Or that he's focusing on here in Ephesians. So we're going to have a very quick skim through chapters 2 and 3 and just see where we can find that theme of unity. Uh, So go back to chapter 11, uh, chapter 2, sorry, chapter 2, verse 11. Uh, He's talking to the Gentiles and he says they used to be separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship. Uh, And then in verse 13 he says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. Uh, Or verse 14, He is our peace. He's made Jew and Gentile one. Verse 15 and 16, He's created in Himself one new humanity, making peace in His one body, reconciling both Jew and Greek to uh, to God and putting hostility to death. Verse 17, He's preached peace to those who are far away, to the Gentiles, And peace to those who are near the Jews. Verse 18, we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Verse 19, Gentiles therefore are fellow citizens, members of God's family. We're one family. Verse 21, the whole building is joined together. If we jump into chapter 3, it begins with Paul talking about himself. Uh, Down in verse 6, he's been given the job of proclaiming the mystery. That through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, sharers together in the promise. And finally, down in verse 14 and 15 of chapter 3, God the Father gives his name to the whole family in heaven and on earth. Do you see the emphasis? You are all one. That is your calling. You are called to be one family in Jesus, all joined to Jesus' one body. All children of the Father, united, whatever your race or background. So with that in mind, come back to verse 1 of chapter 4, where Paul says, live a life worthy of that calling. Which I think the major emphasis is the calling to be united, to be one, one family. Live a life worthy of that calling. You are united, so act united. You are united, so act united. And then then from verse 2, he spells out what acting united is going to look like. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Those are the attitudes and the actions which are outworkings of our unity. You are united, So act united. When you're you're united to a group of people, you value them. You respect their opinion. So you're not proud. You'll be humble. You'll be quick to listen and slow to speak when you value the unity of the group. You'll be gentle with people rather than sharp and impatient. You'll be quick to forgive and quick to apologise because you're humble and you've been forgiven as well. All of those actions and attitudes are summarised in verse 3. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. You are united, so do the things that can keep and promote that unity. The basis of that unity is described in verse 4. There's one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who's over all and through all and in all. Now that's a unity that's worth making every effort for. Uh, unity in the basis of our faith and our hope. Unity in the one we serve and who we belong to and the one who lives in us. That's unity. Unity. But unity is not the same thing as uniformity. Unity is not the same as uniformity. We are of equal value and significance and we have much in common that unites, but we're not all the same. In fact, a healthy body makes use of the differences. A healthy body makes use of the differences. And so verse 7 says, But to each one of us, You're one, but to each one, grace has been given, as Christ apportioned it. Just like a healthy physical body has different parts doing different jobs, Jesus has distributed gifts to individual Christians so that together they can make up a healthy body. For example, down in verse 11, it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. Now, they're not the only gifts that Jesus has given to the church, but they're ones specifically to do with leadership and the word. But Jesus didn't give leaders those gifts so that they would be the only ones who use gifts or who do the work. The job of these leaders is to equip everybody else to build up the body. Uh, the leaders in, uh, the leaders and the, 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 the teachers are to, to pass on that gifting. They're to pay it forward. And so verse 12 continues, They're to do it to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. It's a big goal, that one, isn't it? It's a big vision. It's a great purpose for Christian leaders and teachers to set as their vision. Uh, But in those verses, there's a strategy for achieving that vision as well. That's the verse, pretty much, paraphrased. Diego's uh, printed on his publicity support card. Have a look at it. I think most of you got one. Uh, It's the goal of a healthy, built-up body of Christ, A body that's united in their faith and their knowledge of Jesus, where each individual is mature and complete and fully rounded in Christlikeness. What a great goal! And he's going to work towards that goal by preparing people to do the serving work. How's he going to do that? Well, he'll look to train them, he'll mentor them. I think there'll be lots of cups of coffee. I think there'll be modelling, there'll be vision setting, they'll be providing opportunity and encouragement and direction for a whole range of people. And when individual members of the body are mature and connected to Jesus, then here's the result. Verse 14. Then they will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. The re- result will be a church that's marked by stability and steadfastness. We take it for granted, I think, here in Sydney, uh, that churches and individuals within churches are, are going to recognise error and won't stand for it. Uh, we've, got such a great, uh, we've got such great Bible colleges... We've got such a tradition of strong Bible-based preaching across many denominations in many churches. We just take it for granted that the church will be solid, that we won't be uh, tossed back and forth by the waves. But many of us know that it's not like that in many parts of the Christian church, including Ecuador. So pray that the church in Ecuador will be marked by these things, by unity. By connection to Jesus, that the church in Ecuador will be equipped and prepared for works of service, that they'll steadfastly stick to the truth rather than be deceived by error. And pray for Diego, as verse 15 says pray that he'll speak the truth in love. That's the method and the motivation to stop the church being deceived speak against the lies with truth and to do it from the motivation of love not from pride or self-importance. And here's one final image, a goal for all of us. Whatever our denomination or country here's a team task this is the group assignment for us all to be getting on with. Verse 15 and 16, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ, from him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Wouldn't it be great, SMBC students, that when you do group work, if it was like that, if each part actually did their work, instead of one person doing all the work and every, you know, every, I'm sure it's not like that at SMBC, is it? No. Christ is the goal, he's the head, he's the source, of strength for the church. Growth and healthy bodybuilding is our task. Everyone working together is the method. Love is the attitude. That's the picture of a healthy body. May it be so in every church, in every denomination, in every country, for the honour of God, in Jesus, by the power of his Spirit. Amen.